Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. We're recording at the incredible Wheatwood Hall Hotel Podcast Studio. This is a podcast that goes way beyond stigma. We talk about men's mental health and mindset. We encourage the type of conversation that will open you up to another way to live life, another way to see yourself and the world around you. If you are ready for that, you're in the right place. I'm Stevie Ward and I'm an ex professional rugby league player and captain and now I guess I'm a bit of a podcaster, speaker, actor, writer, entrepreneur. I'm still working all that out but at Mentality we help men take control of their mindset by teaching them to find purpose, resilience and what I believe is the new success inner peace. That sounds good. If you are that guy who is waking up to the fact that they need to do something different in life and the same old habits aren't working for you, it might be time to step up. If you want to start your journey with us, you can go to mentality.co.uk forward slash coaching to join the best team you have ever seen. Hello, mate. How are you? you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. Good Very to see good. you again, mate. Yeah, good, good, good. Thanks very much for joining us today, uh, Stevie. And uh, the reason why I'm here today is to uh, have a chat with you about November. Uh, here we are, November. I've got my little thing going on, trying to grow a bit of old Corgan Tash no. and talk about November and mental health. And I thought, who's the best person to turn to who knows all about this kind of stuff? The ex Leeds Rhinos legend and captain, Stevie Ward. So. Thanks for having me, mate. It's a bit like yeah. an away match, isn't it? You, yeah, well. you come up here with that that tash. I yeah. uh, I should have done the same. I should have done the same. I don't even think what, I've got a scruff. Down? I've got a scruffy hat on just because, guys, for you watching, I've got a brain injury and I've got to. This helps me not having as many migraines. But I've also got a scruffy beard. But I could have tidied myself up and, and just for done me. that as well. The same. Yeah. Just yeah. For me. Yeah. But we are where we are, aren't we? We are, mate. Yeah. So in terms of. What's your role of involvement with mental health? Martin, you, you've been there from the start in terms of mentality. It was something I launched in 2016 um, when I was out with a 12-month injury. I was 22 years old with an ACL injury, 12 months it was. And there were a lot of fluctuations with my mental health, a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of depression, and a lot of questioning and wondering what I was doing and how to make the most of my time, basically. Um, and a lot of those questions I had went to mental health um, and a lot of the questions sort of went to how we spoke about mental health as men. Um, and that world that I was in, in that rugby league sort of sporting-related arena, I felt like we never spoke about it. Um, and I just felt I had that much time, I had that much sort of drive in me which I couldn't put out onto the field as I always had done. It was the first time that I'd been taken off the field. And I just knew that I had to do something. And, and mentality was, in essence, me asking the question and putting out something physical and tangible into the world to say, why are we not speaking about mental health? Because it's the biggest thing that we've all got in our lives. And it, it we see the world with mental health, we react, we, we, we're compassion with mental health, we're... It basically is how we in, in, um, interface with the world with reality. And, and why thought, why is it, do you think, that 
men don't talk about mental health? Because there's a lot of fear and stigma is, is, is basically fear. So mentality, the, the sort of tagline is to go beyond stigma. Um, it's just it's just a thing with men that we're just so scared to do it. And it's always been like that. And it was something I was growing up and I'd had so many inspirations from outside of sport. And these people spoke openly about it in music. Such as who? In the arts. Like, I mean, we, you listen to Kanye West now and we listen to people... Um, in the music industry, mate. I'm a massive Linkin Park fan. Massive Linkin Park fan. And they spoke about mental health pretty much every song. And all these different bits in the world um, did express it and they speak about it. But I lived in a world in sport where the worst thing you could do was speak about it because everyone was so scared to do it. So I wanted to do something to, I don't know, change that. Um, and over the last few years, um, since you've been injured and you're starting to speak about it, do you think it is slowly getting better? Yeah, 100%. It's getting so much better. I mean, you, you just, you wouldn't imagine, I mean, five years ago, never mind, 10, 15, 20 years ago, but to have the public arena or the public sort of forum that we have now where we're speaking about mental health so openly and people, mate, at the Olympics, I don't know how much you saw of it, mate, but every other athlete was speaking about their performance fully as a whole, not just the physical times and PBs, but how they got to that mentally and what they had to overcome that mentally. And it's just, it's just we're just seeing a more open, more honest and more compassionate level. Um, and why do you think that is, that? that people are speaking about it more? I think we've got to a tipping point, mate. I just think everyone, I mean, I know I did, I just got... In this, in in the rugby league arena, I think thinking back now, I think we did speak about it. We used to say stuff like head noise, and head noise is when you you get a bad review or video review after you've had a bad game, and you'd have head noise all weekend. Which I mean, that's just another term for anxious, <laughs> depressed, worried. Do you know all these sort of phrases, and. It was always there, but we've just we've just not been good at speaking about it. But now we're getting better. We're getting more understanding. We're, we're understanding that people are going to feel down every now and then. We are wired as humans. We are wired for struggle. We're wired to survive. So it's just looking for a better a better life and a better um, experience, I guess. And in terms of, I mean, there's two things here, but just in general, how can men help each other? And, and boys, we're not just talking about men, mm. you know, a lot of this starts in the school playground, ends it as well. So mm. how can we just help each other? So that's the, the first question. And then the second one, I'll come to a bit more of a an employment and a leadership and a management role. So how can we all help each other? I think a lot of it is, mate, is understanding yourself a lot better, doing the work to know yourself a bit, bit better, knowing your values, knowing the behaviours you want to, be uh, act in the world the the way that you want to sort of attack the world the way that, that what you feel is your purpose and then it's it's understanding your ups and downs in order to have compassion for other people's and then on the top of that you, you bring the openness out of it you, you bring the the idea that you can be open with your teammates with the colleagues that you've got around you with your friends that you've got around you and then you find your circle, you find your tribe that, that works, so you find the people that 
really care for for what what you are and care for how you want to deal in the world and what you want to do. Um, so I think it's 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 finding out about more about yourself, knowing your values, knowing your purpose, but also um, being a bit more open and 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 knowing the people that you can be open with. Cause you can't be open with everyone. You've got to have your, your, your yeah. the people that you can be open with as well. Yeah, and seeing the other people who are, you know, might be a bit distant in meetings or, you know, let's say in a sporting environment that they're not there putting the hundred percent in. You know, how can other teammates and colleagues support that kind of person when you just, you know, you're aware of that? Mate, do you know, like the biggest performances we've ever had as a as a team, the Rhinos is when we had coach, we had teammates that were so fascinated with getting to know the, the individual uniquely. Warts and all, not just, can you turn up for me on Friday night at 8pm? If if you can't do that, I'm not interested in you. To understand the player, to understand the person, and understand uniquely how to motivate them, uniquely where the mind goes, uniquely how to get them into a position where they're playing well, but they're also playing for a cause and they can play for the teammates around around you. And a lot of that, mate, is to be able to be vulnerable and to create an environment where you can be vulnerable and open and honest. Because right. then you've got the trust. The, yeah. the, 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 the true way to show courage is it's the, it's, the, it's the biggest gauge of courage, being vulnerable, being able to be openly honest with how you are, how you're feeling. And also an element of going, I don't have the answers here. Do you know? We can dress it up as much as we want. We can dress it up and say, these are the tools, these are the habits, these are the things that you do as a person. But you have to get more and more happy with being able to go, I don't know the answers. I need an hand. I need someone to speak to. I need and to. That an- answer isn't just mentally, it's physically as well, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. So, especially in the sporting arena. So in terms of my second question there is in terms of you will have had this coming growing up through rugby and old school. It's that line, isn't it, between, you know, someone say one more drive, one more rep, mm. you know, mm. let's do another session, go through it again when you're physically spent. Mm. So what's that line between a leader in a business and a leader on a rugby field or whatever arena you're in? You want to push your team to get the very best out of that team without pushing too far? Yeah, yeah. It's a really good question, that. It's something I'm figuring out as we go, you know. Um, there's Jimbo there with a the camera and there's there's other people that, that have come and helping with mentality. I'm having to run a business now alongside a brain injury. Um, and automatically, mate, the, the person I am, I'm always building stuff. I'm always trying to achieve. I'm always trying to... Yeah just just go to the next level and it's automatic i think i'm addicted to it do you know and i'm trying to work that out and put things in place for when that drive in me keeps going and keeps trying to build stuff that i have the days where there's no appointments there's no there's no time where i'm i'm actively thinking about the business i put myself in another situation another position where i'm not fully going at it so you you just need to know where the team is, know where yourself is, and the best way that, that people want to work. I think that's a, a f- forever a, a thing that, that we're, that I guess you will be as a CEO, trying to work the, the best way that you all can. One of the best things 
that I never introduced into a, a, a rugby team, but I think if I was still playing, I would do now, is the concept of a three-word check-in. And this is basically rocking up for, I don't know, it might be a meeting. It might be a, um, a wild swim. It might be anything. But it's getting together with each other and going, right, three-word check-in, how are we going? How's everyone feeling? Go around the circle. Everyone gets their time to say three words for how they're feeling in that moment and say for why, you know? And that just immediately makes everyone feel listened to, makes them feel like people care about how they're feeling. And even if it's a word like anxious, tired, um, unmotivated, when they say that and people accept it, it's like, right, okay, I can work now. Do you know? Yeah. It just creates that environment where people are respected, listened, heard, seen. Um, and, and, and that's the next level of it in terms of emotional intelligence, in terms of being um, a team that, that works together for each other. That's, you know, that's one, one sort of tool into becoming a more open and more honest and more hardworking, in effect, team as well. But in terms of, you know, mentality, is that why just men? Why not women's health or...? Yeah, because I started it when I was 22 years old and I started it because I knew that men struggled to speak about it, men were scared about doing it. And I'm a man and I spent most of my life working with men and understanding how men take messages to work on themselves, men, how, how they deal with each other and how men hide stuff as well. So I think mentality was just the thing that, I didn't want it to be direct down the route of explaining it being mental health. I wanted it to be mentality just because I wanted to see everything as it should be, not with any stigma, not with any, um, not with any sort of like too much attention on, on one part of it, you know. Yeah. And and what is the biggest thing since you've you know you've had your injury since you know you said the age of twenty two? What are the biggest things that you've learned and the key messages that you can pass on? Twelve other people stay mentally healthy. Yeah. So, mate, we've got a membership, um, and it's it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, questioning, working stuff out. Um, over the years that, that that you've known me, mate, there's been a lot of time since starting mentality where there's been challenge after challenge after challenge, and it's like almost I've had to just keep coming back from the challenges to prove that the stuff that I was doing with mentality works. Um, but there's so much stuff, mate, we're, we're, in terms of this membership that we're doing. Um, it's called Evolve because I think everyone's got to be ready to evolve as a man. You've always got to be progressing, always got to be evolving. But we say that you end up waking up, you sort of wake up to think, right, the stuff that I'm not doing or the stuff that I'm doing here is not working. I've got an underlying sort of feeling of dissatisfaction in my life. I'm not sure what it is. The things that I thought would make me happy haven't made me happy. Um, I need to do some work, right? And then Evolve is doing that work. It's understanding, connecting the dots of your journey, understanding your values, understanding the um, way to train your mind through gratitude, meditation, um, and to the open yourself up. The biggest thing is, before you can evolve, it sounds like you need to find out what that problem, the problem yeah. is the right word to yeah. start with, yeah. That is causing that dissatisfaction mm. and unhappiness. Yeah. And until you get that light bulb moment, you can't evolve. 
Exactly. Otherwise, you're just living a lie, aren't you? Exactly, yeah. You're just living a life which... So how does somebody find that what's really, really making them unhappy? I think, mate, the best thing is to just speak to someone. We've got a counselling service um, mentality, which we were speaking a little bit before, but it's just something we thought naturally we should offer. And it's just like, it's literally gone through the roof just because I think people connect with mentality, the message that we that, that we put across, the way we speak with each other. Um, and another stage of Evolve, another stage of what's into the fabric of mentality is to clear up to. So to make space for a deeper and better experience in the world, you know, and that means clearing up any issues that you've got with the past, any issues, any beliefs, any patterns of thinking, any things that you're holding on to which aren't serving you anymore. We sometimes, may, everyone does it. Like, you don't have to be depressed, you don't have to be anxious, you don't have to, but everyone has patterns of thinking, beliefs about themselves, beliefs about the world, which stop them progressing, do you know? Which stop them feeling good in the world or makes them feel smaller than they should feel do you know and and it's 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 like you've got to make room for it you've got to clear stuff up as well to then do the habits to then then do the meditation to do the gratitude and all these things that i've done for during a rugby career i did as a medicine more than a, a routine but now i've left rugby and i've basically had to stop playing at 26 years old the job that i've always played and loved and had as a vehicle for my life I've had to make all this a routine so any people that feel similar feel in a transitional place or feel like they need to wake up and do something about it they can join me on that as if they want so what does the future look like for yourself now um so the future is is trying to get my brain better that's number one it's a constant management between getting my brain better and sort of living to what my purpose is, which is to help men do the unnecessary suffering, basically. And um, how will, how are you getting that brain better? Um, I'm meditating every day. And that is something the specialists have told me um, that that's actually clinically been proven now. So I'm glad I've been doing that for the last year and a half. I'm on, um, I'm on this blood pressure medication for migraines, which feel takes a little bit of the edge off. I can look at my phone for longer than a minute, um, which is is good for me. Um, and I've tried Botox <laughs> for my head, for my migraines, a little bit for my scalp, uh, my forehead. I made my yeah. forehead like a flipping sheen of, of metal. Um, and then what else am I trying? Vestibular exercises. So I have to walk around um, and shake my head around and try and train my inner ear because what I've got is a vestibular concussion which is damage to my inner ear, the parts of my brain which is for balance and proprioception and all that sort of stuff. So I get vertigo quite a lot and then it's migraines. So I just get migraines on a cycle all the time. Mm. So, yeah. and I'm So you're curing your brain mm. and you're working with mentality. And where do you want to take mentality? I think, I think honestly, mate, like, I think... <laughs> From what we represent, and I feel like the meaning that we hold and the message that we get across, I feel like we can we can really go somewhere in terms of 
helping men solve out their issues, solve their problems, clear those things that we were talking about and then to sort of train to become a better version of themselves. That's where I see it going. And I think the counselling, mate, is just the reception that we've had from it, the, the just the uptake, you know, it's one of those things that you put out there and you say, right, okay, let's see if, if this works. It's just been that natural and it's just been, and it's been just so rewarding. Is, is counselling the right word? Counselling. Getting deep now, Stevie. Yeah. But you know, like as a, an old school person, you know, if you're having counselling, you've got a problem. Mm. Whereas really, wouldn't it be better if the people having coaching? Coaching. We're helping that person. People respond to coaching. Yeah. But would I go and see a counsellor? Well, because here you go, Martin, you've touched on the other one. We're actually adding a coaching. Mm. So we've got the membership coaching programme. Yeah. But we've also got a coach coming in to work with us to do work through mentality, for mentality. And hopefully when I get better, that's something I can do as well. But yeah, you're right, you're right. I like that you've touched on that. Counselling is probably the thing where people go, I need something clearing up, you know? I need to talk to someone about this issue. I'm still not getting over that. I know I can be better with this. I know I can manage my life better. And I think coaching is, is as you say, it's the it's for the man who really thinks there's another level for him, do you know? Yeah. To do the work. Great. Stevie, fantastic catching up with you. Great session that. Really enjoyed it. Before we go, is there one question you'd like to ask me? <sighs> one question I'd like to ask you. Yeah. Um How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I've not seen uh, you for ages. No, it's been a very, very tough um, 18 months, two years. So, mm. you know, I'm probably part of the reason why we're here, really, because, you know, the roller coaster of the last 18 months, two years, it's pushed everyone to their yeah. own uh, you know, their own levels. You know, mm. you start questioning you know, the team around you, yourself, and where you're going on that journey. Mm. And I think the biggest thing it's taught me is that you can't go and look to achieve whatever you want to achieve without a fantastic team around you really yeah. so in terms of you know you can be great within yourself but if you haven't got a great team around you you're going to struggle so yeah. i'm good yeah. thank you and thanks yeah. very much for that time it's been really appreciated my man thank you sir cheers thank you cheers my boy good man